Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, where we speak about all things related to spirituality, soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sikarski, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses in energy therapy, free guided meditations, courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysikarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I'm Amy Sikarski, and it's been a minute, but I'm back, and I brought my beautiful friend, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. (laughs) So happy to be here. I'm so happy, too. So, Nicole, if you haven't uh, known me for long, I'll just share. Nicole and I met, I think it was 2018 that we actually met in person, right? Because we knew each other before then. Yeah, we've known each other since about 2015. Yeah, and then took a couple years to actually meet in person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit was just getting us ready for the right timing. You know how it is doing our work behind the scenes. And then we meet and it was like this magic. It was seriously it was this synergistic magic where Archangel Metatron brought us together, you know, in our teams and God and all of that. And we started doing all the beautiful lives on Instagram and then opened a school together, created the learn to channel class. And it's just been amazing and go, go, go ever since. So I'm so happy to have you back here with us. Do you want to share (laughs) a little bit about yourself with everybody as we get started? Sure, for sure. So my name's Nicole. I am a psychic medium. Really, that's just a fancy word for to say that I can see angels and spirits. It's something that's been with me ever since I was a little girl. My dad could tell you stories when I was little that I would bring the family together when somebody had crossed or, or tell him about an angel that was in the room. I could understand foreign languages before I could read or write. And that's because my heart space was open and I could understand everything. As we go through life, different things happen. We shut down or open up according to different layers in our life or levels and what's happening in our life. Um, I have a very strong background in behavioral health, clinical studies, um, business development. And then I left that to pursue this 100%. Well, actually, Spirit told me I would be leaving 13 years ago to pursue this 100%. So the last 13 years, I spent traveling all throughout the U.S. doing live shows, events, private parties, personal sessions, private sessions, large group channeling, small, intimate um, gatherings, everything in between. And like Amy said, uh, we opened up an online psychic school, spirit school. That's amazing. We have all different classes on there. And um, we, our students go out to then create more uh, awareness of spiritual development, psychic development, mediumship, uh, meditation, yoga. We're now going to, I've incorporated yoga now. That was something new that just came to the forefront. So it's been a wild journey with spirit, just holding on tight and seeing where the next the journey takes us. Yeah, absolutely. We were just talking about it and sometimes everything comes all at once. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Like dominoes. It all just, you know, goes this month has been so full that I haven't even been on to share a podcast episode in a minute. And I wanted to get on here. You and I have talked about, well, we've talked, (laughs) we have, and I'm like, we need to get onto the podcast and share all the excitement. So I just want to say that I'm going to try and get this out ASAP. Probably it's already going to be there released in audible, but on September 19th, my book, the ultimate guide to channeling is on audible, which is super cool. I'm so excited because now we have print and then we have ebook and then we have audiobook. So that's available and I'm so excited. And so Nicole, you've been with me as I was writing that and refers to, you know, when it came out, released, showed you the book and you're such a huge part of me stepping into physical channeling. Do you want to share with everybody about your channeling? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so Archangel Metatron, it, amongst other archangels have appeared to me and Archangel Metatron came in when I was about 14 years old and stepped on my stream basically and was like, you're not leaving consciousness because there were some things that were happening when I 
was very young. So um, when I came back, the deal that I made with him was that I would understand all layers of consciousness and all layers of reality. And we formed this very um, personal relationship, as you can with any age. And so he just became one of my major guides. And I just have worked with him extensively um, on many things. So uh, as I was getting more into different layers of channeling, I was seeing how deep I could go with the channeling. Because in my perspective, I wanted to, people to hear exactly what I heard um, in the ether. So that meant that I needed to learn how to step out of the way completely my soul or expand more up into the ethers. And then so Archangel Metatron could come down and use my vocal cords and my body to speak to audience. And I love doing that for people. I did that for, again, for a lot of years. Um, when you do physical channeling, it's a whole nother layer of skill and it's a whole nother layer of letting go of the physical body. So at times it can be very taxing on the body, but then that's why we promote self-care. And there's a layer of like, you have to take care of the channel first, or you cannot really channel these pure messages. And it's been my experience that um, the divine speaks to all of us in many different ways, forms and facets. And when you do physical vocal channeling or what we call physical mediumship or trans mediumship, you're allowing spirit and the angels to move and star beings <laughs> to move through the body and to allow this energy to palpitate, um, vibrate through the vocal cords. And that's where you can make a really strong connection between the etheric realms and the physical realms because the human, who the channel is, is getting out of the way. And it actually is a service to humanity. There's a lot of reverence that happens with that. Um, it's a lot of, I mean, I'll just say it, it's a lot of sacrifice on the channels part of being allowed allowed those energies to come forward. And so when you're working with a very high vibrational team in spirit, they will not push the boundary beyond what the channel has allowed or what is capable. It's a very beautiful symbiotic relationship between you and your guides. And um, it can really create worlds because when I would go in the trans Metatron and come out, like I would come out and it's like the whole entire universe or reality around me had shifted into these different dimensional frequencies. And it was something that I was not able to um, communicate or I would say put into words. It's just, it, it's an unbelievable experience. And um, I'm not sure, do we have a course on that? I'm like, do we, we, did, we did a piece <laughs> about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll be expanding more and getting deeper with it for those yeah. who are interested in, in channeling and mentorship and studying with us. Um, just, you know, stay tuned, visit our websites, put your name on the newsletter, because there's a lot in um, energy that's just building and ready to be birthed. I love Nicole, how you were talking about the care of the body. So just last night, um, well, it's my turn this month to channel for Soulwise LA. Layla and I switch every month we channel. Um, so I was going to go last night and channel the Council of Light, but my body was like, no, you're tired. And they were like, no, go rest. I'm like, okay. So my nap turned into me sleeping till midnight, <laughs> like then getting up being like, oh, I needed that. Well, this morning I just felt so good. And so it was like, perfect. I was able to, to channel and it, you know, that's it exactly as a channel, we need to take the cues and take care of our body first and also our energy body. And the way in which we do the physical channeling is an advanced, really advanced, like the top level of channeling. So in that way, it becomes a lifestyle, you know, it's like we maintain ourselves the whole time and we need to listen. And I, um, and so if you don't mind sharing, like, I just wanted to share a little bit about how you took a, some time off because you decided to start a family, have your babies and the body needed to take the energy for the life that you were creating. Um, do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, 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 sure. Um, so for me, I'm a very physical channel. And so I, my, my physical channeling and my physical mediumship, it was taxing on my body because I just did it for so long. And I didn't understand that spirit was actually preparing me for two little lives to come forward. So my weight had ballooned up to 40 pounds. I'm not telling you that that's what will happen. That was just my, that was just what happened for me. And I was just channeling so much energy. I did not take care of myself and I didn't know how to let go of the excess energy. I now know how to do that. So that was three years ago. Then, um, you know, they prepared me to bring in my first son, which was Michael. And 
um, you know, gained and lost a lot of weight with that, with his birth. And then Gabriel came in eight months later, gained and lost weight immediately and went back down to my normal size, which is in whatever weight it is. I don't need to say it, but it's a lot smaller than 40 pounds. If you see pictures of us channeling the school, you'll see the difference. The reason why I'm making note of that is because I wasn't taking care of the body and the weight, you could physically see the weight and the energy stuck to my body. Um, now, you know, I'm working out five days a week. I'm eating fruits and vegetables. I'm eating meat again, which I know is kind of taboo for some channels, but for me, it's not. I had to find what worked within my body and really listen to myself. So if all of my vegan yoga friends who I love dearly were getting all me about eating meat, I was like ashamed to eat front of them like that's a real thing you know but my body for some reason just wants like that red meat and that chicken and I had to listen to it it needs rest it needs meditation I need to go to the gym like there's certain and and now I'm I'm doing a lot of energy work with people so there's certain things that you need for the body and if we don't listen to that like I needed to learn how to open up and shut down properly every day and I thought that I did and, and I would do a, a little bit of a cleanup but the requirement that Amy's talking about where you listen to your body and you go to bed when you need to go to bed and when you nap, when you need to nap. I also didn't have that ability being um, a new mom. And prior to that, I had a very, very fast paced business and I wasn't able to shut down appropriately and sleep when I needed to sleep, take care of the body when I need to take care of and then rolling over into motherhood, um, nursing around the clock. I also wasn't able to do that. So coming out of what I call the birth portal where both of my babies, one, they're two and three now, I can take a moment and take care of myself again and also get back into this work. And it has made such the world a difference. And like the work and the messages and the energy behind it are just stellar. Like it's just phenomenal. And so that is sometimes our learning lesson. So if we are called to do something or let go of something because it might be in the way of what's trying to uh, birth itself through us or what's what the next thing is um we really have to listen to that we have to listen to our cues from spirit and we also have to listen to like how am i being nudged or kind of pushed in a gentle way to take care of myself am i wanting to start running am i wanting to go for walks do i need to be in nature more do i need to go into the ocean like all of these things really are not lip service it really is the cues from your higher realms into your heart space so that you can be a better channel. And then I always tell people too, like if you live in a city environment and don't have access to like natural resources, there's ways around that too, like Epsom salt baths, Himalayan salt baths, body scrubs, seaweed wraps. Like there's all different ways to get those nutrients back into the body that we are craving. So, and that we may need as a channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is a whole lifestyle experience. And I've, I've said this before, it's like, you know, when you have a nine to five job or whatever the hours are and you clock in and you clock out, uh, that doesn't happen as a channel. <laughs> like Because I mean, we close and we open. So we're like, I'm not available to communicate and bring through messages right now. But at the same time, like what goes on outside of sessions is managing our own energy, managing our own health, clearing, looking at our emotions, doing next level, consistent healing you know, within ourself. And so there's a, there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes, but what I love about it is I don't want people to feel overwhelmed. You're not going to go from zero to, you know, like a hundred in two seconds spirit works with us and we get the intuition, we get the messages. We will start to have little signs and things that we're interested in. And then we look to that and study. I mean, I started with Reiki, then I got intrigued with Oracle cards and then relay channeling angels, which is for our listeners where you're, you'll hear the message telepathically, or maybe you'll see it or you'll feel it. And then we put it into our words and we share it. And that's where it started for me. So everybody's going to have their own path before you like get to whatever level you feel is your ultimate gift and how you want to share and bring these messages through. But the physical channeling is beautiful because it combines energy healing in a different way. When these high frequency beings are speaking through our bodies, then our aura, our energy field is all lit up with their light. And there's this experience where the light codes, the transmissions, all of it emanates out and off 
in, I would say a more visceral way, a really strong way. And that's not to discount other types of readings because, whoa, have I had some powerful sessions <laughs> just getting a message, but it is a different approach. It's a different layer. And sometimes it's the right medicine that's needed for a specific instance or case. And Nicole, you share so much, you, you offer mediumship, you teach, you have these big groups that you're working with. Do you have anything to share about the different styles or maybe your favorite or just like how you notice what maybe one approach over the other for specific session or setting? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I like what you were saying about the different, uh, what's different medicine. So in physical channeling or, um, Transmediumship. That's uh, I call it transmediumship just because I'm I'm old school medium. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like from like I swear I was around in the 1800s or something. You know, like when mediumship was just coming coming on board or 1700s. So um, so when we do that with the the presence of your loved one coming through the physical body or an angel coming through the physical body or a star being is that um it shifts the given third dimensional reality, like definitely shifts the third dimensional reality. That's why we do it. And that's why we often say like, it doesn't even matter what is coming through the channel. I mean, it does matter. I want it to be like a high vibrational message, but really they're doing the work behind the scenes. So what it looks like from the etherics is we have this these councils that all start filing in in this large group mm -hmm. setting and they start working with everybody's heart chakra the third eye the their angel wings like they just start moving it, it's very etheric it's like a choir of angels shows up it's absolutely beautiful yeah. um so you may be at a place in your life where that type of shift is required like you need that reality shift then there are different forms of mediumship where somebody's going through a grieving process. And my God, it is the most honoring. It is the most, I feel so blessed and honored to bring people's loved ones through that. Like that healing is required in order for this person to move forward in their life or to make an amends or to ask for forgiveness. I've had many spirits who were abusive to children, their child, mothers and fathers that come through and ask for forgiveness. And the child who's a grown adult now can let go of 50 years of anger. Like it's, it's fucking amazing. Like it's just, sorry. I don't know if we can curse on this show, but it's sure. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. And so like, I, I mean, I cannot do that as just a regular person. It's, it's bringing through dates and times and special um, moments that they share together. It, it's just it's a beautiful gift. And then we, we go into more psychic development. This is for people that really want to develop their own intuitions or understand that they have these psychic abilities and psychic intuitions, and they want to learn how to develop it so they can navigate their life better. Maybe they can help get out of the loop that they've been in where they have been dating the same guy for like 20 years, where they haven't dated in seven and want to understand what is wrong with my energy or why am I picking the same person or not picking anybody? So psychic development can kind of help you figure that out and where, where every, every interaction you have is a, is magic and every interaction you have is special and um, not to say that it's not, but it will be synchronistic. So it's different. Mm -hmm. So it's like how Amy will say, well, I had a question. I had a question. I went to bed and then I woke up and I got the answer. Like everything just kind of lines up. And so that's why we work with psychic development and learning how to work with the different realities or frequency bands so that everything lines up here. And then, um, so in mediumship, when I do my mediumship development classes, we talk about the different layers of mediumship. So we have what I call conscious mediumship. Conscious mediumship is like what you see on TV where the person closes their eyes or they talk to a loved one standing there. Spirit is either usually like out in the third dimensional reality or they're in the, the, the medium's mind's eye or you can hear them, you can sense them. There's all different ways to be a conscious mediumship. It's absolutely gorgeous. I practice what's called evidential mediumship. So what I'm asking for my team and my spirit guys is I need evidence because I don't like to mess around. I'm an Aries and I need to get the job done and quick. I want dates, times, names, places. And if a spirit's not giving me that information, I'll move on to the next spirit because I don't like to play around. <laughs> and I do that in large group audiences. So if we have groups of like 50, 100, 150, 200 people. I don't have time to sit there and mess around and talk to a spirit. Like if you're not giving me the information, I got to go. 
But um, sometimes spirit can tell you that information and sometimes they can't, depending on where they are in the spiritual realm. Because there's also different frequency bands in the, the afterlife. And depending on what frequency band they're functioning from or the personality of the spirit, they may not give me all that information. So again, I'm moving on. So there's, there's a whole orchestration that happens behind the veil. So that's the first layer of mediumship. Then we have our second layer, which is... Um, what I call physical mediumship. Physical mediumship means being, a, so a medium, which is a conduit between one dimension to the other, like a like if, if you saw a pipe or a, for electricity, you'd be a conduit, right? So physical mediumship means the mediumship goes into a light altered state of consciousness or, or deep, depending on what layer they want to be in. And the physical uh, reality moves around them. So I've had like chairs fly across the room, cushions fly, the lights go off. So when that medium is full of spirit energy or electricity, spirit can use that energy and allow the physical reality to move around them. And then the third um, one is transmediumship. Transmediumship is where the medium is leaving the body fully. And the spirit angel star being can take over that body and you are no longer sitting with the medium. You are sitting, literally sitting with your loved one in spirit. You're literally sitting with archangels. You're literally sitting with star beings. Um, I have a mentor of mine that, that they have tested her. She's doing, when I say test, I don't mean uh, psychically. I mean like physically, like she is clinically dead. Like when she leaves the body, that is, takes a very, takes a lot of work it's it's happened over many many years and um and she's been doing this i, I don't know almost 35 years i want to say mm -hmm. so there's all different layers um i also have another friend who's a physical medium who works with a spirit box where you close the box and you have papers and pen in there and he will meditate on your loved one in spirit and then you open the box and there's an actual picture drawn from them, which is pretty amazing. And, it, and usually it's the likeness of the person that you're looking to communicate with. Um, there's so many different layers. Okay, now they want me to go in. Sorry, I'm like half channeling. No, it's so good. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. so, so when you're working with different groups, um, so like I said, we have different, different size groups. The reason that spirit may not go so far into trance is because they're trying to get messages across. So when we work with groups of 50 to 100 to 150 people, they're trying to hit as many people mm -hmm. as possible. So spirit will do what we call piggybacking, where we will divide the room in quadrants or quarters and read to one particular room and all this energy comes out and you have like 10, 12, 20 people going through the same thing in like the one corner of the room. It's so crazy. And then we move into this next corner of the room and then you have similar um, loved ones in spirit that come through. You have same names, same dates. I mean, people are just in awe. I'm in awe. But when it happens, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. So <laughs> the spirit realms, like they're so smart, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like pull together exactly who needs these messages to help the show. I always say the show must go on. So it's to help the show, like move the momentum forward because people are there to receive a healing, a message, a blessing. I've had people come up to me after shows like, you know, it was the best experience of my life. Uh, my heart was totally healed, forgiven. I'm going to go out there, a changed person. I, I, you know, I'm so blessed to have been a witness to this. And it's not the work of the medium. It's it, the medium is being used as a conduit, as a as a uh, leader of love and light to perform in that room. And it's the people are understanding how we're all connected, how we're all connected by the same. Uh, whether it's trauma we go through, whether it's forgiveness, whether it's healing emotions, life, rebirth, losing loved ones, losing babies. Um, we're all connected by these different life experiences going through cancer. And so when you can see and witness somebody's healing or an instant like spiritual awakening in a room of 100 people, people are just like their 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 life is being changed in a matter of instants. And I don't under I have been. Um, blessed enough to do this work. And I have not been aware of any other work that can transform somebody in such a quick amount of time. Um, besides breath work, I have heard breath work really does that, but I'm not a practitioner of breath work. So I don't witness that. So I've witnessed my work 
in Amy's work for the last 13 years. And I'm just blown away because it's, and like I said, I was in um, behavioral health before this. So that was a lot of talk therapy. I love talk therapy. I'm a proponent of talk therapy. I suggest to go there, but also there's spiritual healings that need to happen. And sometimes cannot get to that piece of it until you have like a huge spiritual awakening or an aha moment that kind of like slaps you in the face. And then the last thing I want to say is that we're all about having fun. So if you come to one of our shows, like my team loves to make people laugh, joke. We do shows in like comedy clubs. We go to, um, we go to event centers, we go to bars. I mean, we're having a good time. We're, we're, you know, we're high-fiving in the ethers and we're making people have fun um, and laughing and falling in love. Some people fall in love and meet people. It's really a good time. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all about the high like frequency of love and humanity and joy and unity and remembering like we're all human here. (laughs) We don't need to have separation. We don't need any of that. And when people can meet in a place that they feel comfortable and we, well, let's just say that when we go into these spaces, you know, we're clearing, <laughs> we're yeah, setting yeah, up yeah. our space because <laughs> there's a lot of activity there, but it's fun. And it's, it's a great opportunity to actually, like they say, boots on the ground, meet people, physically get involved with community and be there. So I love that you share that. I do want to pop back to just the difference between how I see it um, for those that are listening uh, physical mediumship and physical channel, cause they're very similar. So, um, but as a physical channel, I'll just say, I don't channel, um, human souls, like departed human souls where like in mediumship, you would do that. So I just work with the council of like, I shouldn't say just <laughs> they're, yeah. they're strong. It's a big vibration to hold. Um, and I've, kind of had Metatron come in a little bit, but not like you. And Metatron's energy is really strong. So that's the difference. Uh, Nicole is that I, I channel the council of light. I've channeled other star beings. I've channeled, um, Oh, the telos. I mean, I've channeled earth and spokespeople or spokes beings, but you actually do like all of it. <laughs> so it's quite amazing. So angels, loved ones, ascend to masters. What am I missing? You know, like it's, and so that's, that's one slight difference. When people will say, they'll ask me, do you do mediumship? And I'm like, I can, but I don't, <laughs> I just, I prefer, you know, it's my preference to work in other ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, so, um, when you're in the presence of the council of light though, I just want to say this because last yeah. night I was listening to the audio and I, um, whatever, just going through some stuff and I was healing and working on different layers of forgiving myself for things I didn't know or things that weren't revered, revealed to me at a certain time. So I was in the tub and I put the, um, your message on and I was just thinking to myself, like, I'm not even listening to the words. It's literally the vibration behind it. And it's shifting the whole reality. And I'm getting to a whole new place of healing that Mm -hmm. just because, um, you know, I can do this professionally and I do it for a lot of people. We too need somebody to hold that light, you know, and hold that message of strong light. And um, I want to say neutrality because it's, I, I don't know kind of word but it's like a non-judgmental space where the yeah. council of light just holds you and just allows you to be far and that you can unravel these layers of self that maybe you couldn't get to before so it's very very powerful and i feel like sometimes humans get hung up on words and like oh that doesn't sound like like i've had people tell me i sound like sean connery and like they're like that doesn't sound like an angel I'm like oh my god please like just like can we stop judging the channels you know like so let's break that down let's break that down i i've got to get there yeah so when you have a a non-physicalized being which is frequency we are frequency who has not been in this body since birth and they're coming in and they're learning how to use your vocal cords and it's strong energy. How do you think it's supposed to sound? Like it sounds how it sounds people like, so tell me like, what are you comparing this to some Hollywood movie, a cartoon when you were a kid, a Christmas angel? Like, you know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> it's like, and these, and these beings and these angels are coming through with so much love and strength though, their strength. So when it hits the vocal cords, the tonality changes, there can be quivering or wavering. And the, like the council will come through different spokespeople. They have these accents and they'll go from accent to accent. And I'm like, Oh, it's another one popping in, you know, but there's really, I think like about five where it can flow back and forth. But yeah, that makes me laugh when you say that. I'm like, well, this is energy, right? And maybe the voice needs to be a certain way when we talk about sound healing, the tonality, the light codes that are coming through. It's so quantum. It's like you can have one session and it will change your life. You know, at what level that's like however open you're going to be and where you are and what you need in that moment. But the message changes our life, the energy coming through changes, the activations, the clearing, like it's, there's so many things that happen in one reading individual or a group setting. Like you were sharing, people come to the shows and they get these powerful resets. Um, but I do, yeah, I do want to just thank you for talking about the council of light. Yeah. It's, it's strong and it's magic. And that is like another form of medicine, you know, like the, the world is your art oyster. I'll say there's a beautiful buffet and we go to whatever we're needing in that moment or it finds us. That's how spirit works. You're talking about, you're listening to the message. And was that the one I just sent you from Sedona? Yeah. 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 So, um, so that will be coming out again and I'm going to even bring out like a little ebook to go along with it and kind of break it down in my experience. But that was such a life transformative trip and the whole process. And you and I, we went, we hiked to the top of cathedral rock, which was so beautiful. And that's not an easy hike, by the way. <laughs> it's like, I mean, to get down, I split on my bum. Cause I was just like, this is so steep. You know, that one crevice. So we're just sliding down in the dark. Um, but we, <laughs> we hiked up there. And then at that time, when we walked back around and we were looking now the other direction, out to the east uh, that was so cool because that's when metatron was there and the council of light was there and they had me toning to realign and recalibrate my energy field so that they could start channeling through or i could start channeling you know they would come through me and that was the time that we went for that workshop so the and then do you remember and then later we went in soldiers pass and i channeled you were familiar oh, yeah, yeah. on the rock yeah so um that was the weekend that I was like, all right, I'm in, let's do this. And, you know, I just had a few questions and I wanted to really understand it a bit more, but the energy of Sedona and the experience of having you there holding space, that's really important. That's why it's so important for mentorship and, and, and somebody to hold the space because aside from the council, they're holding space, you were holding space. I feel like they were holding space to calibrate my system, you know, the energy body and you were doing that as well, but also like, because you're in a human body, it was like helping me ground in the physical because it is a beautiful blend. And this is, I hope this makes sense. If, you know, like we're talking about these words and we're just trying to put the experience into words, but it's so much more than that. Um, so yeah, that message is going to come out soon. I'm going to be re-releasing some of the council of lights messages from, you know, all the different years, the past five or six years that I've been channeling them. So I'm excited for that. And, um, anything you want to share about <laughs> that was such a great trip, by the way. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, totally. So about holding space. So, um, okay. So at my shows, <laughs> cause this is like the, so I will have friends in the audience that hold space for me because they are holding space for me energetically, like go team Nicole so that I can get up into the ethers and do what I do. It is a lot to have that much energy on the ground and on, like, if I have a hundred people in the audience, I got 200 spirits up top. So it's this same, like the council of light, mm -hmm. you have this council of light up top and you have all these beings that you're working with. Um, when we work online, I feel they understand how many people the messages are going to go out to. So even though they might not be in the physical, they're still there in the etheric. So you need like a team Amy, like you need that ground crew to really just uphold the channel and to support the channel with love so that, um, yeah, so that the show can go on so that the messages can come through. And sometimes I'll pull my friends up because they are also mediums or psychics or energy healers. And they will, I, I will have them give messages too, because it, it takes a team to really work with this much energy. It's not just a one person or one si size fits all. And, um, 
And I feel like, I feel like people like to hear different messages from different people because like I may be seeing reality in one way or giving you a message in one way. And then my girlfriend gives you a message in another way. But the most important thing and what my mentor told me was it's always about the channel. So if the channel is not taken care of, the messages do not come through. Like they don't come through as high vibrationally as they can. So in that space, what it looks like from um, the etherics is that like, like Amy and Nicole are down here in physical reality. Amy decides to go up and channel and leave her body. Nicole's still watching the body on the ground and then supporting everybody with love. And then the council comes down and uses her vocal cords. Like mm -hmm. it's a whole thing that happens. It's not just Amy's unconscious and like some being comes through and uses her body. Like it's so, it's so much more than that. And that's why we like to honor people and we like to give thanks where thanks is due. And we like to honor the expression that comes forward because it does take a lot of work. And um, like people used to say to me all the time, well, I don't get tired doing energy work. How do you get tired? I'm like, girl, then oh you must not be getting going as deep as I'm going. Or I, I don't know, because I get exhausted. I am tired. You know, I need to eat. I need to sleep. I need somebody to tell me they love me, hold me, you know, not that I don't love and hold myself, but you just need that extra cushion of love to come back into the body. And I always tell people, I'm working with one student right now, and I told her, it's, like, it's kind of like you're dying and coming back. Like, really. Like, every time I step on stage, I feel like I am literally crossing the veil and I am dying. I'm dying. And then when I come back, it's like, oh, shit, I came back. Even though I'm not physically leaving the body at that point, my energy has been so expansive that I have left the body on some level. And then I am coming back into the body. So I have a celebration at the end <laughs> like yes. we have a party we go hang out um and so I believe that's what we did that weekend was just really celebrating the channel and the ability to do this and because your channel was so different where you're working with extraterrestrials I mean for lack of a better word you're working with beings that have never been in the physical body so it's just like working with an angel and you're working with um I don't know why they said that to me in ethers, extraterrestrials, but I was like, all right. So if people we're going to be- People get that. They're yeah, star beings. People get that. Star, people get yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Now you have a visual. So um, it, they have not been in this physical form yet. So uh, not that they're aware of, not that I'm aware of. So um, when you do that, there's such a shift in consciousness and in light frequencies, like it, it really can blast out your aura too. And like, so you have to look- learn how to come back into the body and how to integrate all the information and also integrate all that light so that you don't blow up. That's what people don't realize. Like, you know, if Metatron was just to come in, barrel through my body and just blast open all of a sudden, like I could have a heart attack. Like, I don't think people realize that. And I find it funny when people are like, oh, I'm channeling this angel and they just jumped in my body. I was like, oh my God. And then, yeah. then my second thought is, is I don't think you're really channeling an angel because no. I don't know that they would be able to do that. No. I believe that there's a preparation that happens, you know, yeah. so it takes time. It takes time to be able to do that, to hold that frequency. Um, and it is, it is kind of like a dying art. I want to say, I believe that the, um, I believe that your book is going to bring it back as like a Renaissance. I, I think I told you that, like, it's going to bring it back because we've lost it over the last couple of years. And a lot of the channels, ones that I know who are really, really good are not online and they're not public because they don't want to be made fun of. And they only want to work with people that are very serious. And yeah. when they put their stuff out on YouTube, they're being called demons and all this kind of stuff because their voice changed and stuff like that. So they just took their stuff down. So I believe that your book will bring in this resurgence of the art of channeling. It's really an art form, just like mediumship. It's an art form. It takes time. It takes practice. It takes reverence. It takes a strong moral and ethical code so that other energies don't come in and try to work it their way in yeah. here pretending to be an angel or pretending to be a star being, you know what I mean? And, and that um, you really are channeling the higher truths of, of what needs to be said here on earth. Yeah. Oh my gosh, girl. You said so much. I want to touch on like five things, but <laughs> where to start? Yes. To all of it. Well, I guess I would start. You heard me just like, no, no, an angel, a true being of the light. 
will not overstep your boundaries or autonomy. They don't just jump into your body. Like that's wild right there. That's a huge red flag. Secondly, um, <laughs> there's just so much to say here. If you, if you don't understand your own energy and something comes in, I could see where you'd be tricked. But if you're going to really channel high vibrational being, that means that you have done the work or you're at least consciously aware and you understand the mechanics of channeling and your own energy field, because it's a slow, like, um, there's a process to it. They don't just jump in. Like even the council of light right now, there's a, there's a process every time where they come through. So if something is just popping in and popping out, I have never, ever seen that happen where it was a high vibrational entity, meaning an ascended master, a like high vibrational spirit guide, <laughs> you know, like an angel of the light, a star being, none of that. So, but what I have seen is lower vibrational frequencies who can match the lower vibrational frequencies that are rampant on earth can easily slide in and out. But usually that's like when somebody doesn't have proper boundaries, moral codes, like you spoke about energetic signature that would repel it. Meaning like we have boundaries in so many different ways, how we hold and carry ourselves is a boundary, like what, what do we put up with? What do we not, but let's pop over into moral codes and ethics. Like when we're talking about everything that goes on behind the scenes and our lifestyle, that is huge. Like to be a clear channel, to live in a pure heart, proper codes of morals, ethics, belief, love, unity. Like there's a high frequency and a high level that we hold ourselves to a strong integrity and a moral compass. Um, do you have anything to say about that? I mean, I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, to thy own self be true, right? Like if you're not a good human, you're not going to be a good channel. I mean, yeah. Right. Cheat, yeah. lie, steal, uh, just moral codes, man, be a good neighbor. Even if, you, if, it, if there's like something you want to do, but you know, it'll hurt somebody. Don't do it. Like, just be a good fucking person, you know? And like, we have lost that. So believe that you are going to be tested as a channel. That yeah. is also an initiation process. You will not get to channel the higher rounds if you can't pass certain tests and they do test you. Uh, you know, let's bring it back to the Bible, man. Like Jesus was tested. There were people in much higher, <laughs> much higher realms that were tested. Buddha, Guan Yin, tested. You know, Lakshmi, Ganesh, all these stories of ascended masters, Mother Mary, that were tested, strong moral and ethical code until they, until they reached their own enlightenment and had access to these higher realms. You know what will not test you? The dark. You know what will make it easier for you? A slip in consciousness. You know, anything that's the softer, easier route or makes you feel good in the moment, but not everlasting. And I don't want to say dark versus light because then that creates more of separation, which I don't like. It's just, it's if you want to stay in a certain frequency band, keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. If you want to go into a higher frequency band, you need to shift, change, and alter your course of reality so it matches that which you want to see, that which you want to be. These are very simple spiritual concepts that we have somehow lost. And so I feel there was a resurgence of channel, oh, I'm going to say channeling, the veil became very, very thin in 2010, 2011. Yeah. A lot of new channels, a lot of new people came onto the scene, myself included. That's when I left corporate America and started doing this full time. If you had not worked on yourself up until that point, but you were given all these gifts, let's say, they kind of backfired on people. People were left homeless. They weren't able to make their marriage work. They um, lost a lot of money. There's different things that happen. And then they would come and question, but I'm channeling, this doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you have to go somewhere in your story and shift that reality or that programming or that Dharma because you have not completed the necessary steps here to, as a human or human evolving soul. It's just like enlightenment, like Buddha didn't go out and, uh, you know, just say, leave the castle and come back after one night and think that everything was okay. He was out for a while, man. He gave up a lot. I, I know 
when we read scripture and we read these um, religious doctrines, they're not 100% accurate, but we have, because it's told through a man's story, man's eyes. But when you do sit in prayer and meditation long enough, you can have those realms open up to you and actually hear what those real stories are. And there was sacrifice. There was suffering. There was initiation processes. There were prayer. There were meditation. There was discipline. Discipline. Mm -hmm. I just... I cannot tell you how many of us are not disciplined, like <laughs> not disciplined, like without that discipline of sitting with spirit and taking care of yourself and taking care of your mind, your body, your home life, your relationships, taking care of all this stuff. You do not get to channel the higher dimensions. I'm sorry. You don't, they don't open. They don't open the, the <laughs> gates of heaven are open for everybody, but you do not get to be that mouthpiece or the voice of God, have you not done the work on yourself? Right. You just don't. And well, I there's mean, a lot of reasons for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Because of how it, that uh, uh, process of discipline, and I want to call also awareness, like every day I'm aware of my energy and if I'm off, I'm off and I'll let you know, like, hey, I'm off today. You know, I can't, no, nah, uh-uh. Because we're human too, but that's where it is. It's like not ignoring things and just living in the clouds or ignoring the clouds and just living in the human consciousness. It's a beautiful merging and a beautiful blend, right? So there's so many reasons why when you say you need to be disciplined, but also there's this thing about like, you could be tricked when you get started, there's tests or whatever, but when your energy is high and pure and you understand moral code and integrity, what happens is you start to feel when you're getting tricked or if something tries to come in. And over, and by the way, this only happened like a few times and I caught it. Right. So, so we catch it or we, and like, as a channel, I'm always questioning in a sense of like, um, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more, like back it up. Like you were talking about evidential mediumship. Like we want stuff to back it up. Like this information needs to be presented in a way that I can actually utilize it. And I want to see the results. Now I'm going back like a decade ago. Right. So now I don't, <laughs> so now it's like, I know my team. We understand, but at the beginning, it was like these little energies will kind of come through and you're like, wait a minute. No, you're that you're not who you say you are. Like, this is not appropriate for me to channel. And this was before I physically channeled. And that's the thing too. Like, it, like we talk about, you start with discernment and you go step by step by step. So you can understand frequency and energy, but all of it comes with practice showing up for yourself. And really, uh, like, I would say a true calling because I feel that calling. So for me, it is work in the sense that I'm doing something and I'm aware of it, but it's also a gift, a blessing. I love it. And as you know, you do too. Like, I love interacting with people. I love, and I find it so fascinating and intriguing when the messages come through because we work, we work pretty much in the same way. And the way that I start off every session is, I don't really need to know much about you, just your name. Let me hear your voice. Let me share with you what's going to come through. And like nine times out of 10, their questions are answered before they ask or tell me the question. Right. So it's like spirit shows up. And then sometimes we'll, I'll, I'll be curious. I'm like, ask a couple more things so I can get the details and really pull the Intel. But or, you know, maybe they talked about A and you really want to know about B. So we get to all of it. But it's also, I'm just saying, like, I thoroughly love it. So when we talk about discipline and work, yeah. But the results and the beauty that comes from that and seeing people's lives change and shift and heal. I mean, it is truly magical. Like, this stuff is 100% real authentic spirit coming through. <laughs> There's no other explanation. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Like um, when I got involved, I was already shifting from one industry that was all about helping people, as were you, into this industry, which is all about helping people. So when I got here and realized people were doing it for their ego, I was like, holy shit. And wanting like accolades, I was like, you're kidding me, right? Like that's not, that's not why we're doing this, you know? And so, um, so when you shift into this space and realize, and there's people like that in every industry, right? It does a self-help industry, car sales, whatever, people that are just coming from you know, their ego. But when you really get into the higher levels, and that's why I'm bringing in the ego, 
like I listen, I like the ego. I like myself. You have to love yourself. Mm -hmm. I think I do a great fucking job. Um, but I know it's not the great I am in that I have all the answers, right? I'm showing up to be of service for the person that is sitting before me and so that their life can get better. And I'm a steward of God. I believe that God has given me this gift and I want to share it with everybody. And I've also been through some life stuff that has shown up and, I, and God has gotten me through it. The angels have gotten me through it. My guidance has gotten me through it. So I wanted to share that with everybody else. So when you are a young channel and you haven't had life experience or you've just begun to use your gifts in a professional way or you're just learning how to step out of the way um, to allow yourself to be a clear channel there are going to be tests trials and tribulations it's just the nature of the game it's the same thing with being a pro athlete it's the same thing with being a bodybuilder i'm not going to get to be a bikini model up on stage if i don't take care of myself and exercise and eat right and do all the things and do cardio. It do, I don't just show up and decide I, you know, I'm competing the next day. It doesn't happen that. So there's a, a, a reverence. There's a, there's a, a practice. There's a discipline. There's a joy, elation, team building, community building. Um, even though it can be a singular process when you do private sessions or when you show up as the conduit for spirit, it's all about the community, you being a part of your community and wanting your community to thrive and not looking at others in a judgmental form. If somebody comes up to me and tells me, you know, they want to commit suicide or they use drugs the day before or they cheated on their girlfriend. You know, I have to hold space for that. I have to hold space as the light of God, literally as the hand of God to be of service, to be a conduit for the light, to come through me, come through my heart and give to another person. The only way it comes through my heart onto somebody else is if I have a pure heart myself, if I've done my you know, inner work that needs to be done. And like Amy said, you know, we can fluctuate with that. Like I know for me, I just experienced another life thing happening, becoming a mother. So that was like a whole nother rebuilding process of me that needed to happen. It needed to happen. It's okay. And now, you know, um, here I am fully integrated back into my work and my little babies are thriving and they're amazing. And they do house clearings with me now and they channel, <laughs> they talk to angels and they run around and sage and like they're talk, talking to me about spirits to do a whole spirit reading. My older one, it was amazing. And he's connecting with another little boy that has autism right now and telling me what he's saying. So I have two little you know, channels in the making, which really they're not channels. They're already, they're, they're so close to the veil. I don't, they're, they're just natural. <laughs> yeah. They're very special, very gifted. Yeah. They're, they're connected. And the thing is like being in your space and everything that you share, you don't shut that down. You help them understand it and integrate it, you know, and a lot of children didn't have that, or maybe they're not, I don't know, hopefully <laughs> with this new energy on work on earth and the high conscious parenting that's coming on board that there'll be more of, of that. And there is more acceptance. I'm already feeling like more acceptance, more love. And, and you mentioned like, um, and I, and I totally get this. So how some of the psychics and channels, um, mediums have gone offline because of the, the energy that's come at them. Yeah, that can happen. But when that happens, I just look at it and I'm like, Oh, well, we're not aligned. You're in a different place. I don't know you. So bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but I'll say that. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. When you, when we're working from a very pure place and we're, we're just of love. Right. And we, we want to show up. It's like, that isn't what we need to be seeing every day. So many empaths, many channels, those that are in this line of work already had to go through their own healing to be able to even offer this service, um, to our own personal healing, our own past life healing, and then work with our own community, friends and family. And what would they think about it? Right. So we already went through all of that. It's like, do I really need this from strangers? Like that I, you know, they're just trolls online. They don't even, it's like, they're not even 
booking a session. Who knows? It's like, they're not even taking it serious. So I'm just like, oh, well, I guess we're not aligned. Bye. (laughs) But I understand. And so I think like to your, to your friends, you know, it's like good for them. They don't even have to, they don't even want to deal with that. And their spirit supporting them in their own space. And that's one thing that, that I felt is like when we get a message and we show up, spirit leads the way. And I love how you're doing a lot of in-person. Do you want to share with everybody about your in-person shows that you're doing? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, you guys can check online. My website's myangelteam.com and I have a full, um, or Instagram, myangelteam, and I have a full roster of where I'll be. Typically, I'm in the Northeast area. So that's PA, Delaware, New York, New Jersey. I am starting to do Florida shows, which are amazing, great, great. And um, yeah, we have a whole team and we just have so much fun. You show up, bring your loved ones, bring people that, you know, your aunts, your uncles, sisters, like everybody just brings huge parties with them. We have fun. And typically it's at a bar or a restaurant, like a really big bar restaurant, or we do some at some comedy clubs. And so we already have spirits there that are full of laughter and love. And like Amy said, we go in and we protect the space. We clean out the spirits that don't want to be there. Then we bring in the high vibe ones. And it's a good show. There's tons, you know, tons of um, friends and we have fun afterwards. And I I mean, bring your questions. I always tell people like I I do a lot what Amy does. Like I'll, especially with a large group, I'll get a spirit. I'll just start saying information. But if I'm having a hard time making a connection or sometimes um, somebody does, uh, not that they don't want to be read, but they're a little skeptical. I will ask for a first name. And I'll ask them if I can come to them because that means like you're allowing me to read your auric field. The reason I do that is because I find it very invasive when people just start reading you and you don't want to be read. So I'll do that. I'll ask for your first name. I'll just start getting information. So I am bringing in channeling when I do that because I'm not even, I don't even need to talk to you at that point. And I can just talk to your loved ones in spirit and get all psychic information. So I get past, present, future timelines of you as a soul. Your angels come in. I don't need you to tell me I don't really need you to tell me anything. And I'm just going to tell you information on what they have to say. If a loved one's there in spirit, they'll talk too. I always say, I cannot pull a spirit out of a hat. They're either there or they're not. If they're not mm-hmm. there, I'm moving on to the next person. Really high vibe, very fast paced. I try to read as many people in the audience as I can. And um, yeah, it's just a good time. So come on down, have fun. <laughs> have fun with us. Yes. And then you also offer um, private sessions. Are you offering those remotely right now? Yeah, yeah. So I do private sessions. I can do in-person or remote. In-person, they'll be held at in Pottstown, PA, um, at the Sunnybrook Ballroom, which is a beautiful ballroom. It's amazing. Um, So we do those in person there or over the phone if you are outside of Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then I do yoga. I teach yoga every Tuesday night, but that's only local. What else do I do? Oh, yeah. And then we have our online courses. So yes. one course right now. <laughs> There'll be more. There'll be more. So, and maybe I'm just getting like, maybe at some point you'll want to bring back your mediumship course. So yeah, I yeah. was totally getting that too. Like definitely. I think people have questions or want to know about mediumship yeah. and um, manifesting too, or something like I felt like that as well. Like people want to understand like these different frequency bands and what we're talking about and like how to manifest, how to bring things forward. And um, it's funny when you do a reading from the angelic realm and the angels see you as this bright, beautiful soul that can be, that you can accomplish anything in the world and you're unstoppable and there's all these amazing things and you bring it down to the earthly level and you're telling the person and they just kind of sit there like looking at you like you're crazy. Like, I can't do that. I'm like, well, your soul is telling me that you can do this and you're lined up for it in the ether. So we just have to get the human out of the way to believe it and to move the energy around so that you can actually manifest the life that you want. And um, I've had so many people come back like 10, 15 years later, like what you said happened. I finally, you know, finally did all that. So really when we get out of our own way, magic is standing there. The angels love us. Spirit loves us. Our guides love us. They see us as so bright and beautiful that we can accomplish anything here that we want. And we just have to learn to get out of our own way, trust the process, really dig our heels into that energy ride like the angel wave yeah yeah oh my gosh thank you so much for popping on a call today or I guess a podcast (laughs) 
a video call. It's been so nice to reconnect and have this conversation. And I want to thank everybody for being here. There will be more messages and experiences. I'm going through a little transition. We're physically moving. So I will have a few weeks probably off the podcast while oh, we get yeah. that all set up. Yeah, yeah. But um, you can find me always on Instagram at Amy Sikarski. And Nicole, share with everybody again where they can find you. Yeah, it's called My Angel Team. So myangelteam.com or Instagram, My Angel Team. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll see you all again on the next episode. And I'll see you again, Nicole. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs>